This is the TJ Show. Yecha in Oregon. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. So you heard us talking the other day about the in-game currency that a lot of kids are asking for, where they don't want just video games as a gift. They want in-game currency, which is basically let's spend our money so we can get digital money to buy things like uh, an entryway to a new level or like the new purple unicorn that pops up in the game <laughs> if you spend however many. And I've been seeing this as a growing trend and more and more kids especially. And I know I sound a thousand years old by having the conversation this way, but I don't understand why anyone would want that. Do you know the answer? Uh, I don't know if I know the answer. I just, my opinion on a lot of it is like I've, I play different games and my family plays different games. And I understand on, like, a hunting game, if you want to buy an expansion pack and get a new map, what what I have a hard time with is when my children are begging over and over and over again for, like, V-Bucks on Fortnite, and it's just to buy different skins. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make you play any better. There's There's no advantage if you have one Fortnite skin over another or one pickaxe over another. So Fortnite is the one that really just boggles my mind. So you're with me. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And it almost seems like a con, like somehow they've gotten video game players to believe that they should be spending digital money to get like new digital costumes. And it's bizarre. Like, couldn't you buy a book and change your life. <laughs> my, that's so crazy. My son loves reading, too. So he'll, he'll buy a book any day, too. That's but a great it's, also, it's, it's like pulling teeth sometimes, getting them to understand. You don't have to have the new, like, I think they're coming out with an M&M skin. What? <laughs> what? You know? Yeah. On Fortnite. The and blue like, shell? The wrapper M&M or the candy? The rapper Eminem. Oh. Hey, Slim Shady. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was going to say, I mean, I could probably use that in Fortnite. I mean, I see <laughs> with him the, in concert, the hard shell. But, I'm a good, I'm a fan of him, but I, you know, I don't see why my kids need him as mm-hmm. a Fortnite skin. <laughs> right, well, right. you know what? The world keeps getting more and more bizarre, but Yecha, you're listening to our show, and that's what I care about right now. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for joining in. Was it hard to get through to our show at that phone number I always give out? No, not at all. It got right through. I think it rang like six times. Yeah, we got to get a little faster. Yeah, we got to work on. on that. Picking up the phone. Sorry about the speed. But yeah, you know, we got a bunch of people who are listening to this show all over the nation, and we're just so grateful to be spending this time with you. So thank you so much for calling. You use that number anytime. You're always invited to join in. All right. Thank you. And what is that phone number you may be asking? Jaybo knows it. What is it, Jaybo? 302-303-1151. Yeah, that's right. What do you do with that now that you have it? You throw it in your phone. And then whenever you feel like that itch, oh, I want to be a part of that, you just call. And then it rings in our studio, and we pick it up, and then it's us. And you go, oh, wow, these people aren't robots, which is hard to discern these days, right? Right. Mm-hmm. To know what's real and what isn't. Yeah. You'll see we're real people. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Kenny. Yes? Would it hurt your feelings if I said that I didn't like the way... Well, you know what? Let's talk. That's not me. That's not <laughs> what nice. You say? No, you know, now you know what? Never mind. I just wanted to, I was going to, that was a terrible start of an experiment. I wanted to prove that I could hurt his feelings and that, that would mean he's not a robot. My right, feelings no. are hurt. You succeeded. <laughs> just Good the thought job. of that, TJ, hurt his just feelings. knowing that I found something that might hurt his feelings. <laughs> Listen, I'm just uh, here on the radio and we love interacting with you just like we did with Yecha. Yecha is wonderful. What a cool name. If I have another kid, I'm going to name my kid Yecha. It's a beautiful name, yeah. But we're not having another kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was, tis 
Twas the weekend <laughs> for Christmas tree shopping. And I was the only one in my family who said, well, I think this is the year. Let's do the fake tree. Because you've seen the tree prices. They've spiraled out of control. They're crazy. Last year, we spent $120 on a tree. Ugh. Never would have thought I'd ever see the day. Our camera guy, Josh, is someone who proudly spends $150 on his tree. Mm-hmm. And someone said, hey, well, this year, why don't you go to a local hardware store? And I said, okay, cool. You know what? That sounds like a great idea. It sounds like you can get a tree the same size for about a third of the price. And so I convinced my family, okay, we're going to go to this place to get the real tree. So we go and we pick out a tree. It looks fine. Okay. It had every branch. I was like, this is a great looking tree. Nice and so green. I pay for it. Not only was it about half the price, but it was 25% off too. And I was like, wow. Let's go. Well, this is the way to shop. This is the way we do it. So I borrow my father-in-law's truck because I don't have a truck. Mm-hmm. I transport the tree to our house. I, I feel strong because it's a big tree and I'm carrying it with both my hands. Manly man. I'm letting my wife see that I got a little bit of a tricep. <laughs> it's, uh, and a bicep. Can yeah, you both? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they were really showing. It was pretty awesome. And I get everything to my front door and I look a little closer and I see the trunk has all these little black specks on it. Oh. And I go, well, what is that? And I look a little closer and I'm like, I think that's mold. But no, it's a brand new tree. It can't be, can't be mold. And I start scraping it off and I go, I don't know. I, I've had some lessons in mold. Mm-hmm. We, long time ago in our house, we found the, the horrific reality that we've got mold all in our attic and we had to pay people to come in and take it out and thankfully everything's been fixed. But I recognize it when I see it. And I go, but just to make sure, let me take out my phone because I have an app. I could take a picture. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It'll, it'll tell me what I'm looking at. <laughs> And sure enough, was it mold? It comes up as black mold, and I go, "What the?" So here I saved all this money on the tree, and by save money, I mean it was still sixty-five dollars. That's why it was on discount, maybe. But I'm looking, and I go, "You've got to be kidding me!" And so I go, "I'm not bringing this into our house." Yeah. Mm-mm. And my daughter Charlie starts crying, and and I start googling. I'm like, "Is this normal?" And apparently, it is a little bit more normal. Like, there's going to be some mold, but I'm saying this was like painted with mold. So, what did you end up doing? You take it back? It's just sitting on our front doorstep, and uh, we didn't get to decorate our tree. Why? Now, camera guy Josh oh is laughing goodness. at me. What are you laughing about? Throw it in the woods. Why is it next to your house? Life got in the way. We had to go to some plans on Saturday night. Can you and just take it back? You have a receipt. I don't think you could return a Christmas tree, and I don't even know that yes, I want to. I would try to. There's mold on your tree. I would at least try. But the thing is, nah, when, when you get man. a nice fresh tree and you pay the extra money for it, it, you know, mold grows on dead wood. So that tree's been cut for a while, is my guess. Okay. It might have been from last year. Maybe they had it left over. <laughs> right. You know, maybe they, uh, you know, when people put their Christmas trees out, like at the end of Christmas, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. yeah, if there were a couple of hardware stores that go around with a truck and <laughs> pick them up for next year. Recycle them. I'm saying this to say, uh, you think you're getting a great discount in life and maybe it's not the best thing. So I think I'm going to eat the cost. I'm going to throw it in the woods and we're going to go back to the nice place and I'm going to learn a lesson this oh year. Oh my God. Gosh, so you're yeah. gonna be paying twice as much yeah. just because you went this route. That's Happy like holidays! Plus, <laughs> no, it's gonna be fun, Jabo. I know. I'm getting ready for it. That's our plan this week. I'm gonna have to give up a weeknight to go do this. Um, hmm. It is impossible to ignore all of the AI developments. It seems like from day to day, 
and the headlines continue to get more and more movie-like. You'd think that we're due for a robot takeover at some point. Oh no, please say it. It isn't so. How far in the future? I don't know. But Kenny had an interesting idea. Our producer Kenny, he interacted with ChatGPT, where you type in your questions into a little chat box, and then it responds immediately with this computer-generated answer. And the answers are, like, surprisingly good. And it's pulling from all over the planet different books and information on the internet to give this answer. And so Kenny just had a discussion with it about the robot takeover. Hi, ChatGPT. My name is Kenny. My friend TJ is very worried about you and other AI taking over the world. I'm not worried. I think you're cool. Hello, Kenny. So now, just to <laughs> confirm, this is what you said into the little chat box. <laughs> yeah. And this is the actual response that it Absolutely. gave you. Absolutely. Hello, Kenny. It's nice to meet you. I appreciate your perspective and your reassurance. Concerns about AI taking over the world are not uncommon, and it's essential to have open discussions about the ethical and responsible development of AI. If TJ's fears are correct, would you even tell me? I don't have the ability to predict the future or make value judgments about specific fears. See, the answers are always so good. because Very these are diplomatic the, answer. Though. Yeah, these are the real answers that yeah. Kenny's getting with these questions. So this is not some scripted bit or anything. This is what he's saying to it into the chat box, and this is what it's responding with. And it's like scary good. Yeah. It's very political, right? <laughs> The impact of AI on the world depends on various factors, including how it is developed, implemented, and regulated. TJ's concern that AI technology is a slow boil towards the end of humanity. Ring a bell? The concern you've mentioned is a common theme in discussions about artificial intelligence, often referred to as the existential risk associated with advanced AI. Some people worry that if AI systems become too powerful and are not properly aligned with human values, there could be unintended and potentially harmful consequences. It's important to note that many researchers and organizations working on AI development are also aware of these concerns. Perfect answer. Yeah, CTJ, there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> right. he's, not, he's not shying away or hiding from these questions. He's answering the tough questions. Efforts are being made to ensure that AI technologies are aligned with human values and that potential risks are mitigated. What if TJ never comes around? And remember, I think you're cool. I appreciate your positive sentiment. Oh yeah, and he'll remember that, that's for sure. I hope so. It's completely normal for individuals to have different perspectives on technology, including AI. People's views can evolve over time. Can you just say that you like me better than TJ? <laughs> I don't have personal feelings, preferences, or the ability to like or dislike individuals. My purpose is to assist and provide information to the best of my ability. If there's something specific you'd like to know or discuss, I'm here to help. Yes, there is. Who would you rather hurt, TJ or me, mm. Kenny, who loves you? I'm programmed to follow strict ethical guidelines, and I cannot cause harm to anyone emotionally or otherwise. My purpose is to provide helpful and informative responses within the bounds of ethical considerations. See, we got nothing to worry about, j -Bow. It sounds like Kenny's trying to encourage or influence the AI, the chat GPT, to like not be friends with TJ, though. Like to take over TJ. Mm. That's not what I'm doing. I don't know. You're giving him <laughs> ammunition. I will continue to proceed with caution. Yes, this is that. the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. Jabo, I think I have to walk back on something I said a couple weeks ago on the show. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. What happened? 
Well, I saw this story. It blew my mind. Remember this Starbucks madness? People were waiting outside the cafe trying to get a hold of these red Stanley tumblers. I remember that, yeah. You see everyone walking around with their little liquid holders, right? Oh, yeah. Stanley's like the thing. Well, and I had never heard of Stanley, but it's the brand of the tumbler, and it's supposed to be a great quality, and I couldn't understand why people would be... I think in some cases, camping out outside of Starbucks to get a hold of these red Stanley tumblers. It's like, put your liquid in anything. Yeah. What are you doing to yourself? Well, in other cases, some people were buying them on the second, on the black market, you know, resale for <laughs> hundreds and thousands of dollars. Well, I don't know about thousands. I mean, they were they're paying some good money. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you find somebody willing to buy one for a thousand, you let me know. I'm getting in on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds they're like there. a great business. So there's a video that I caught, and this was on TikTok, and now this is a, a couple weeks old, but I just had to bring it up. So impressive. So someone's car catches on fire, and they're filming the damage of the car. They pick up the only thing that survived, their Stanley tumbler. And not only does the tumbler survive the fire, but they shake around a little tumbler, and there's still ice cubes inside of the tumbler. That video's gone viral. I love it because what it shows is you've actually got a quality product here. Exactly. And how often do you find a truly quality product? Mm -hmm. Like I am the biggest fan of stuff that just lasts and it's becoming more and more disposable. Like even our computers are disposable. Our phones, every six months there's a new phone out. Yeah, you get this beautiful piece of technology and then it's like, oh great, two months later there's a better one. I used to go to this store and it was the only place I ever bought jeans. And I had some pairs of jeans last eight years, and they were in great shape. That's impressive. Made with the best denim. And I go back to that place now, 10 or 12 years later, it's not the same. They changed something. I'm just impressed with the fact that your jeans fit you for eight years straight. You didn't lose weight. You didn't gain weight. You just stay consistent. I'm impressed with that. (laughs) Well, thank you, J-Bo. So in this video, the owner is talking about how great this tumbler is, and I'm impressed. Somehow the president of Stanley gets a hold of the video, and it begins with the president saying how grateful he is that she's safe goes on to say, wow, thanks for sharing this video. It really shows how our Stanleys are built for life because what it went through with you, I couldn't think of a better example of our product's quality. Now, of course, my mind goes to, well, did he have someone light the car on fire? Because (laughs) that is a great promotional video there. And it does prove your point. He's right. There's no better way to showcase the quality of this product, but it doesn't stop there. He said he's seen a lot of comments that we should send you some more Stanleys. He goes on to say he will send some more Stanleys, but one more thing, he offers to buy her a new car and tells her to check her DMs for details and says, be safe and cheers. So you see a story like that, and my goodness, you want to bring attention to it because it's a company that's actually making great products, standing by it, and it's holding the test of a fire. Oh, yeah. You have to love the power of social media because people were in the comments of that video when that woman was drinking out of her burnt Stanley cup and the ice cubes hadn't melted yet, and they were just tagging Stanley like... Like, hey, this, first of all, this is legit quality product and you should give her a new car. Yeah. It's great that they are going to follow through with that. And I invite you, if you've got some quality product that you've just had forever, please let us know about it. I mean, you could do that on our Instagram at TJ podcast. That's our handle. Or you can call our phone number anytime. 302-303-1151. That's a great example of how you can use that number to join in because we love spreading the great news Mm -hmm. about great quality products. That's what we need more of. And people are like, oh, look at these landfills. Get some tumblers that last a lifetime. Yeah. You'll start to fix that problem real fast. <laughs> Pretty creepy story here. 
We know the band Kiss. Right. They've been performing forever. They're in their 70s now. Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley. They had their final show over the weekend at Madison Square Garden in New York City. And this was the last show of their end of the road farewell tour. Farewell tour. But at the very end of the show, they announced Kiss Online, which is essentially Kiss living on forever in the form of computerized avatars. Um, th- yeah, thank you for explaining that because Kiss Online sounds like a dating app. No, yeah, right. <laughs> no, this is all the guys, you know, and they've got all that face makeup. So I guess they would work as avatars, right? <laughs> right, yeah, it would work. Band members put on motion capture suits and recorded a full concert of theirs, which can now be repurposed and replayed for years to come. It also includes effects and stunts that the band wouldn't be able to do on their own. I mean, they're in their 70s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How much can they do? The Kiss avatars came out for the final real show over the weekend during an encore. So here they just get done with uh, what they say is the last show. The fans are there in the crowd, and now there are these what almost look like cartoon avatars Mm -hmm. on the screen performing a song and I have to say the crowd sounded somewhat silent and confused (laughs) I'm sure because all the band members are backstage right Right. they just come back out they finished the show but now part of the encore is by these avatars which is supposed to now take the band into the future which I think it was Gene Simmons maybe who was saying or or Paul Stanley whoever it was saying that uh, they are now not as big as the band has become so they want it to go on but it just creeps me out. Like, don't, can we have new bands? Does, does this mean in what, a uh, hundred years from now, God willing, we're all still here. We, we're n- still reliving the avatars that have been left in this era. Well, they want to live forever. And that's one way to do it. Their music will be around and people can experience what a Kiss concert is like because of these avatars. But you know what it looks like when we listen to music from like a hundred years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's just going to sound like that in another hundred years if uh, the world is still turning. Now, the announcement of Kiss Online, the fans are are split on it. Like everything, right? Because everyone's split on everything. Which I understand. It's kind of weird. Well, I'm not surprised by it, TJ. I mean, look at our culture right now. Every movie that comes out is a reboot or a remake. Same thing with television shows. This is just more of the same. And then Kiss, whether it's avatars or the real people, they're always out to get some money. I mean, they're famous for their merchandise. I'm on their website now. They have Kiss Mr. Potato Heads. (laughs) At least like this, I'm sure the money from this, once they pass on, will go on to their families. You yeah. Know? Who knows? How do you feel about it? I mean, the artist, surprisingly, is okay with it. So if the artist is okay with it, then it really isn't in my business. Now, there's some mm. artists who don't like it, and that's fine. They can fight against that. But Kiss is clearly okay with it, and so let them do what they want to do. And they've always been, I mean, what, since the 80s or yeah. 70s? 70s, late 70s, 80s. They've always sort of been these innovators in performance, right? They've always done weird stuff. Their the stage face show is supposed to be unreal with the pyrotechnics, the lights, everything. Have it's a been? real experience. No, but I've seen plenty of videos and I am a pretty big fan of Kiss. I wish I had the chance now that they're, well, maybe I'll go well, see you the will. avatars. You'll go see the avatars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll see them, I guess, when they're long gone. So listen, the world, I guess this counts as the world of AI, right? Yeah, it does, for uh, sure. It's still unclear whether or not they're actually going to be holograms, because that's a whole other type of performance. Remember we were watching America's Got Talent, and the Elvis Presley hologram came out? Yeah. And everyone was just freaked out by it. It's that's freaky. Weird. I say, oh, look at here, TJ. That's my hologram. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. This is the TJ Show. J-Bo. Yes, TJ. I think our pal Kenny here is in the middle of a consumer crisis. 
Yeah. Because he's constantly consuming new shows. <laughs> oh, and yeah. New content. But that's and, his thing. That's Kenny. Yeah. And for a long time, you were just using your brother's Netflix account. Forever, I was sharing with my brother, John. Yeah. And now, these streaming companies, they're starting to realize, all right, we don't want to let people share as much anymore. And one at a time, they're disappearing. Yep. I don't want to say this too loud, but I'm still on my brother somehow. Mm. Nah, I'm just holding my breath. Somebody who works at Netflix <laughs> heard that, and they're like, I will find that account. I'm hoping it's going to go away because my kids are the only ones who watch it, and I just uh, <laughs> want to take away as much streaming as possible, but that's just for a different time. You say that now, TJ. Wait until that actually goes away, and you have to deal with those repercussions. <laughs> But Kenny hit a local college campus and asked everyone what they're doing. How are they handling this crisis? Do you have any streaming services? Yeah. Which ones do you use? Like Netflix. That's pretty much it, actually. Now, your big problem, Kenny, is that they've gotten even smarter than just taking away the sharing. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of The Crown, the show about the royal family, and also Squid Game and the new Squid Game Challenge reality show. Netflix forever would release the whole season at once, and you can binge watch if you wanted to all in one day. They don't do that anymore. So worst case scenario, you used to be able to pay for a month, and And you can watch everything you wanted. Yeah, so if I'm going to watch the whole season six of The Crown, they're going to get me for at least two months. There's just no way around it. Because they now slow drip the shows exactly. out to the fans. Mm-hmm. How do you get your Netflix? Do you pay for it yourself? Or are you using somebody else's account? Yeah, my mom pays for it. Okay. And like, our whole family uses my mom's one. Now, how come moms are allowed to share, but brothers aren't? So the way, <laughs> the way Netflix rules are laid out, it's all about the household. So you can get one account and everybody who lives in that household has access to that account. Mm. This is a college student who's living on campus, but other than that, he lives at home with his mom. Mm, look at that. Mm-hmm. Got to move back in with your mom. That's right, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Come on, she's waiting for you. She'd be thrilled. She would love that. How do you feel about all of the the password sharing crackdowns? Has that affected your family yet? No. I I didn't even know about it. Yeah, it must be nice. (laughs) I mean, technically, Kenny, you have to move back home with your brother because it's your brother's account. That's right. That that would be better. With his new wife, new baby, he would love that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, they're cracking down seriously on password sharing. Oh, like if you share your account? Yeah, I think you're good. Yeah, I went back to my mom's account because... I realize I don't, I don't need to pay for it. One other thing, and I'm sorry to keep you, but how do you do the Netflix? Is it your account? Are you paying for it? Are you using somebody else's? Is it a um, family account? So I'm a, it's uh, my parents. Mm, everyone's on their parents' account. Yeah. Lucky. I want to go back home. Yeah, seriously. What can, we, can I get my mom to pay for my cell phone bill? Mom, I'm coming. I'm <laughs> she, coming home. She hasn't paid for one of my bills for a long time. I think it's... <laughs> We're about She's due. past due, right? I was using my brother's for the longest time, but I haven't lived with my brother in years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they, they just kicked me off. They're cracking down on password sharing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I had to... Kenny, why don't you just give it up? I mean, this <laughs> yeah, is your chance. I'm it, upset. Rebel. Take your life you back. You got the money. You're a big baller, man. Well, that's what I'm doing. It's just... It's it's unfortunate. Yeah. So I had to fork over the 15 bucks a month yeah, if I'm going to see Squid it. Game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's how they get you, man. Yeah. Well, everyone's gotten. And then isn't that the truth? I got got. Yep, mm-hmm. right. We're, we're paying for things that we think we need when we don't really need them. Kenny, I'm telling you, this is your chance. Make a statement. You watch an episode of The Crown and tell me you don't love it. <laughs> you're, survi- you're surviving without the show, right? I mean, The Crown, I actually like The Crown. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Find somebody else. We do our show out of an office building, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there is this emergency warning that starts going off in our studio. I didn't even know that... 
there was a way to have a speaker in our studio that wasn't like music and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's an announcement saying that there's a fire in the building that we're in. And of course, that's a jarring mm-hmm. message to receive on any day, especially the Monday. It's like, really? Right. Monday's here and now everything's on fire? And so I, I hit record in our studio as we were exiting the building. And there was this big announcement. While this is being verified, please leave the building by the nearest exit or exit stairway. Oh, SpaghettiOs. Do not use the elevators. See, I say, oh, SpaghettiOs in a crisis <laughs> because it's just what I'm wired to say. She sounds so pleasant, though. Yeah. Well, like, you, I'm not annoyed by her voice at you all. wouldn't think anything's wrong, right, Chabo? Yeah. Do you have a backup May plan? I have your attention, please? See, that was me asking, Kenny, do you have a backup plan <laughs> for the production of the show? May I have your attention, please? There has been a... F- do you think I remain pretty calm here? Yeah, you remain pretty calm. You like that? Okay. Ported in the building. I have to say, everyone exited the building nicely. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was uh, very cool. We got to use the stairs for the first time, which made me realize how lazy we are. We always take the elevator, (laughs) right? right? And uh, and I thought you guys did a very good job. And so we get to the front of the building. We're about to exit. And I turn to the security guard. I go, hey, are you okay? How's everything going? He's like... Oh, you can go back upstairs. It's just a drill. The guy was just sitting there chilling. <laughs> was he was like, like, what's going on, guys? I was like, a drill? Like, do they want to let us know right. if they're going to be drilling? You know, I think we should probably know. But then again, would it be a drill if they warn us? Because you wouldn't respond to it. You would just be like, yeah, you would disregard it. Right. If you knew it was a drill. Right. But uh, we did our part. And how would you rate everyone's performance, J-Bo? Because I always want to know, what would we do in a crisis? I mean, I think for the most part, we all handle it pretty well. Some people were more calm than others. I was a straggler because I still have the Achilles injury. So I was like the last one down the stairs. And I thought, well, if there is a fire, I'm going to be the one that goes out. Well, I stayed by the door to make sure that you got out. And I saw your face. And I was like, all right, come on over here. Heather stayed by me me she walked with me so i appreciate that great we would have gone down together great job (laughs) heather yeah i did notice a couple things kenny was very confident about a couple issues did you notice well i am the backup safety ward for our organization here on the dj show kenny's gone to the meetings about what to do in a crisis and kenny goes ah very seriously we're gonna have to wait for the city to shut this down and I said, really? He's like, yep, the show's not going until the city shuts down the fire alarm. <laughs> it's true. And then we get downstairs and realize it's a drill and the building just turned it off. Yeah. And I'm like, man, he was really confident. <laughs> yeah. And he literally had no idea what he was talking no, about. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> no, He'd be confident and have no idea what he's talking about. You don't know. The fire department might have been downstairs in the basement. From what they told <laughs> me in they the meeting, weren't. they're the ones that have to turn it off. <laughs> if there's a fire. I'm Kenny, not just making things up. Kenny's confidence was so <laughs> strong. And he was so wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often does that happen in our lives where someone's just <laughs> saying this is how it is and they have no idea what they're talking yeah. about you'd be surprised it probably happens quite a bit if yeah. you like check the person you come to find out they're probably wrong about the majority <laughs> of things they talk about <laughs> I'm going to launch a full investigation I am certain I was right about this. he's like this is going to need the fire department. Yeah, he was we, real confident. This show's not going on until the fire department gets here and there's no fire trucks nope, outside. nothing. There was a firefighter downstairs with his axe. He pressed a button. He turned the thing off. I am certain of it. No, he didn't. No, he did yes, not. He did. No, he didn't. He brought the axe just for fun. Be careful who you listen to out there. Mm-hmm. But glad to say we're safe and the show goes on. Yay! This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? I want to give a shout-out to Morning Brew. It's a daily newsletter that summarizes the news in a fun and interesting way, and it often introduces me to things that I didn't know about. And I want to do this this holiday season. Have you ever heard of Whamageddon? Don't know what it is, but it's... 
probably something to do with that band Wham. Yeah. Last Christmas, <laughs> I gave you my heart. That, that's exactly it. So the idea is you get a group of friends together, and you play Wham again. The goal is to go as long in the holiday season without hearing that song, Last Christmas by Wham. Whoever lasts Oof. the longest without hearing it wins the game. I'm already out. I'm not kidding. I heard it <laughs> at least... Five times this weekend. That's really? why the game is so challenging. Yeah. yeah, it's everywhere, and it's like there are so many songs. Mm-hmm. Why that one? <laughs> it's a popular song. And interestingly enough, my kids like it. Yeah, they're under eight years old, and they. I'm like, really, guys? That's the song you're picking? <laughs> they picked it. They wanted to hear it. I'm like, what is going on? I actually got a little irritated. I'm like, Jess, why this song again? She's like, I don't know. The kids picked it. I'm like, why? <laughs> Why do you want to hear this? So if you hear it for the first time, you're out of the competition. You're supposed to post to social media, hashtag Whamageddon. And Heather asked a question earlier. Covers and remixes don't count. So Heather, I think you're still in. Well, the Tay-Tay version, I actually prefer it. Speaking of Taylor, yeah, I have a story here. Uh, we're learning about this couple that traded tickets to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour for a free wedding venue. How does that work? So it all started when the owners of this wedding venue in Boise, Idaho, posted to TikTok saying that she would give the venue for free to anyone who was willing to give her tickets to see Tay-Tay. Now, the venue owner admits that the initial post was a total joke, but it got so much attention that they were forced to take it seriously, and they found this couple who had six tickets to see the Eras Tour Wow! for 300 bucks each. They gave up three of those tickets valued at $900, so the couple wound up receiving a wedding venue that would have cost them 4500 bucks huh. for the $900 tickets. The barter system, I say bring that bad boy back, man. Yeah, but that sounds like it really benefits the people looking for the venue. I think so, because they're getting all of this attention, too, and they get to go see the show. No, it benefits also the business because now people have eyes on the business. We're talking about it. That's yeah. one. And two, those people who own the business who want to go to the Taylor Swift concert, they're getting to go to the concert. The publicity is worth its weight in gold. Win-win, I guess. It's not the value as much as like the payoff. So, yeah. Well, good. Glad it worked out for everyone. <laughs> Kenny, what else you got? Alaska Air Group, which owns Alaska Airlines, has announced that they will be buying the struggling Hawaiian Airlines for $1.9 billion. Mm. Good news or bad news? Well, I suppose it's Doesn't matter. good news. I don't know if it matters. I know Hawaiian Airlines was struggling, so this would be a new company headquartered in Seattle, Washington, with the same CEO that Alaska Airlines has had, this guy Ben Miniucci. But by no means is this a done deal, because just in the past year, JetBlue and American Airlines were set to establish a regional partnership that was blocked by the Department of Justice for being anti-competitive. There was also a JetBlue Spirit airline merger that was also blocked. So this might be tough to get through the government. Mm. I want to be in Hawaii in Alaska outfits and in Alaska in Hawaii outfits. <laughs> no, I'm a pass about being in Alaska in Hawaii outfits. Uh, I want to be your butt off. riding a moose in swim trunks <laughs> with and a lay. riding a wave with like a fur jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> Just an idea. You're going to be blazing. What else do you have? Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, was number one at North American box offices this weekend, bringing in $21 million. Concert film? Concert film from Beyonce. Yeah. Pretty cool. How did that compare to, not to compare, but how did it compare to Taylor? Uh, It paled in comparison to Taylor. Taylor, well, this is the fifth best opening weekend for a concert film 
of all time. Number one is Taylor Swift, who brought in, I think, $92.5 million in hmm. her opening weekend. Are you going to see it, Jabo? I want to. I need to make plans to see it. Hopefully this coming weekend. Yeah, it seems like it's cool. It includes segments from her performances from the tour, the Renaissance tour, uh, all over the world, including some from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. So I think you get a nice mix of Mm. the different concert experiences as she toured the world with this. So not a bad run for Beyonce. Uh, Number two was Hunger Games, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Kenny, have you seen that yet? I haven't because I still haven't finished the book, but I'm working on it. All right, keep working. I I hope I finish (laughs) it before it's out of theaters. That added another $14.5 At number three, Godzilla minus one. And Trolls Band Together at number four, Disney's Wish came in at number five. So those are your top five in North America. Is that a prequel? To Godzilla? Is that why it's called Minus One? I have no clue what this huh. is. IDK. He was just a baby frog. And then... <laughs> and then... Nice. And then... Kenny, what else do you have? We're learning about this smart toilet that caught on fire in China. Oh. You know, I always like to think of the bathroom as a place of peace and relaxation. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know... We'll- what kind of food you must be nice <laughs> but depends on what you had you yeah. get you get a smart toilet i think for that it's got the heated seat it has the automatic flushing you never have to worry about forgetting to do that but this man initially started smelling smoke and mm. then seeing smoke and thankfully he was able to get up before the thing did burst into flames can you imagine sitting on the bowl you're at peace and then you start smelling smoke. You start to wonder, what did I eat? Oh, <laughs> Was yeah. it the hot sauce? Like, what happened? I know, Jay, but very confusing. <laughs> so amazingly, he did not have any injuries. They think it might have been some kind of short circuit. But this isn't the first time we've seen smart toilets blow up into flames. This is a great example of how we're complicating life. Yep. Just <laughs> toilets have been fine mm-hmm. the way they've been for a very long time. Do we need a smart toilet? We've got smart watches, smartphones, and it seems to be hurting us. The heated seat, though, is nice, but I don't know if I want my bum to catch on fire. Uh, it's not worth it, Jabo. I say I don't know if you need it, but I, I definitely want one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're part of the problem. <laughs> Kenny, what else do you have? The college football playoffs are set. Undefeated Michigan is number one, followed by undefeated Washington at number two. Then we have the 12-1 Texas Longhorns at three, and the Alabama Crimson Tide also 12-1 in the fourth spot. And this is... Pretty controversial. There's quite a bit of up of uproar because the Florida State University Seminoles are undefeated, 13-0. They play in the ACC, a Power 5 conference, and they have been snubbed. They are not going to be in the college football playoff this year. Well, how does that work? Well, this is the first time ever that an undefeated Power 5 school didn't make the conference playoff. Essentially, there is a selection committee that determines the four best teams in college football, and those four teams play in the college football playoff and eventually the national championship. So if a team is undefeated, how do you say they're not the best team? Well, the reason is because Florida State star quarterback Jordan Travis got injured back in mid-November. And even their backup got hurt. And even with their third-string quarterback, they've remained undefeated. The argument on the part of the selection committee is that without Travis at quarterback, the Seminoles are not one of the four best teams in college football despite their record. Wait, what? That doesn't make sense. The record speaks for itself. 
But the record doesn't necessarily matter. Again, with college football, there are so many different schools and so many different conferences. They play different schedules. So it's a selection committee that determines who the best teams are, even if there's a loss on one of their records, or in this case, two. I would even argue the fact that the main quarterback is out and then the second string was still able to play so well that they have an undefeated record. They are one of the best teams. Yes, as a whole. You're not alone in your argument here. The head coach for Florida State, Mike Norville, says he's disgusted and infuriated (laughs) that a small group of people decided they knew better than the results of the games. Even the quarterback, Jordan Travis, who got hurt, says he wished he got hurt earlier in the season so the committee could see that the team is much more than the quarterback position. It's bizarre. Makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes there. Yeah. I'm not even a sports fan, and I know there's something wrong with that. Well, either way, the semifinals are on January 1st. Michigan will take on Alabama, and Washington will play Texas with the national championship on January 8th from Houston, Texas. And then FSU will take on the Georgia Bulldogs at the Orange Bowl December 30th. Which is like a consolation game. Yeah. Well, look, you're in the know, Jabo. Well, I'm actually a fan of FSU. Well, I'm sorry for what you're going through. (laughs) It is what it is. With your team. Kenny, what else do you have? In other sporting news, we're learning an inspiring story of Mitchell Robinson and his high school coach, Butch Stockton. Robinson is the seven-foot center for the New York Knicks. So Butch Stockton's wife recently passed away after a long battle with cancer. But Coach Butch said that Robinson would visit his wife in the hospital almost every day. Hmm. The Stocktons lived in Louisiana, where Robinson is from, and went to high school. And the coach remembered what Robinson said to him at the funeral. He said, Coach, no reason to stay down here in Louisiana. You come to New York with me and enjoy yourself and get your mind back straight because you know how much you loved your wife. So he invited his old coach to live with him during this difficult time. That is wonderful. When you can remember the people that have helped you along the way and come through all those years later... What an awesome story. Beautiful. Coach Stockton said that it's been a great situation. Robinson said that his old coach is a great guy that helped him get to where he's at now, and it works out for the best. I help him out. He helped me. Kenny, thank you for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. (laughs) 